Hello, welcome to the A to the K Wrestling Show. It's time for Whiskey and Wrestling, Volume yeah. 5, baby. Five. Um, I like these segments because we don't have to really plan anything in advance. This is the fifth one. <laughs> one fifth. Two men, one chap. <laughs> Didn't know where that was going. <laughs> Didn't Two men, know. no boundaries. Um... <laughs> No, I was trying to steal the, um, the what was the, the I don't, I, uh, like, this is slightly obscure, I suppose, because um, I don't know if you were a big fan in the day, but Padilla and Skinner, comedians, British comedians, oh, yeah. for those who don't they did um, Padilla and Skinner Unplanned, which was, the gimmick was two men, one sofa, no script, and I was going to steal that, but we're not, not on the same sofa, so there's two sofas, <laughs> we're definitely two no script. Two sofas, no script, I love it. But, uh, yeah, and I always loved the concept of this because it was like, I mean, it's brave, isn't it, really? The comedians, they went out there unscripted. I'm sure some elements of it was scripted, really, but the plan, the idea is that it's unscripted and they just interact with the audience and see what panther they get out of it. I fucking loved it. I thought it was a great show. Mm. Didn't last, so I guess mm. I was one of the few who thought that. But, hey. Yeah, you can usually yeah. tell You can usually tell on these shows where if it's like, oh, aren't we really funny people? And then the credits come up and it's like, Written by, that's like 10 names, <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. Now, uh, I don't mind David Baddiel, but Frank Skinner I thought was, was funny as fuck. Uh, his Chacho was my favourite Chacho. Was never a fan of Jonathan Ross, as you know, Carl. Never a fan. <laughs> Fucking hated that guy. I was I've, a actually, I've actually relented on that a little bit. As I've gotten older, I understand why he's um, in the position he's in, in, in the you know in the chat show, late night chat show world. But um, I was just, I never gelled with his show and his style so I never watched it simple as that really okay, okay. I was always a bit of a Graham Norton fan not gonna that's lie that's what you say let's face it though Graham he's yeah fair play he's a ledge but they're all better than James Corden at least we know that for sure <laughs> right. no offence uh, America but there's a reason we exported him to your late night TV shows yeah, yeah. well I you know what to say football, but I think it was a fair exchange you know what they say? James Gordon was a fat pussy. He was also in the movie Cats. <laughs> Who's jokes that? Is that uh, Jimmy Carr? Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. <laughs> He's so fucking savage. <laughs> he absolutely what hates James Gordon. Actually, people are sharing around on TikTok now the um, the clips of Ricky Gervais's uh, Oscars. Not Oscars. Was it? Was it Oscars? Golden, Golden Globes. Whatever. Um, uh, speeches because of obviously. This is how you offend people, like because obviously Will Smith slapped Chris Rock for no damn reason. Um, and uh, I, I just absolutely love the one when he said about um, the uh, he said about the movie, uh, was it Bird Box? Was it Bird Box? He says, uh, a film where a bunch of people um pretend like they can't see anything, a bit like you guys with Harvey Weinstein. It's like, damn, that's so fucking savage. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I paraphrased better executed from him obviously but uh, still yeah. absolutely fucking savage man yeah Ricky Gervais legend toast, indeed he's one who's going on me as I've gotten older I appreciate Ricky more and more I was again I was a bit like I don't know but uh, I just find myself agreeing with everything that he, he says really his, his entire outlook on life <laughs> yeah like it was always him who famously they said about like the fact that he was an atheist and they tried to come at him over that and he said look like he doesn't, he, you know, he, 
uh, well, you've always often referred to the to the one less God thing, but I always like when he said about um, like why not follow the commandments. Like you don't have to be mm. religious to go not killing someone is a good idea and things like that. And it's like that just makes sense, doesn't it? Like yeah. why? why you know, like it's actually more concerning when people need a religion as a reason not to kill. You know, other than just being a decent person, you need like a set of rules, or you're gonna go to a bad place. It's like, but is that the reason you're not killing? Like that's not good. Yeah, if if that's the only thing stopping you, then uh, yeah. <laughs> Concerned. Bigger I problems. Just, I trust Ricky now more than I trust most religious people. <laughs> this is true. But uh, I don't know how we got onto this. This isn't even wrestling related. I know. Well, that's what we do on whiskey and wrestling. Isn't it? We're wrestling with our feelings. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But Will Smith, though. Let's talk about that for no reason. <sighs> he's um. He's been denounced now, only by the academy. Yeah. They're just making a show of it. He's already quit. Yeah, and by all accounts, though he was quitting before he ended up joining a very exclusive club that included the likes of um, Harvey Weinstein and Bill Cosby and so on. Like, yeah, you don't want to be in that. You don't want to be in that club. <laughs> don't want to be associated with those guys. Um, I actually saw a video on I think it was TikTok uh, or Instagram um, of something like their their marriage is fucked, man. Jada's and Will's. Oh yeah, it's like a thing at Instagram Live. What are you thinking about? Yeah, that's it. Where she basically like just starts filming him, and he's just like, like, don't film me. Like, right I know, now. but she's just like, man, eh? And you're like, I know, yeah. no, yeah, stop filming him, though. Yeah, <laughs> don't be a cunt. Yeah, she's a. Uh, oh, you're not allowed to say that these days. She's don't a piece of work, cunt. really is. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to bad her, man. She's like pretentious to like a really annoying degree, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's like that, like. She's talking about, on the red table, she's talking about having an affair. Right? Yeah, all right, he's talking about this whole relationship. He clearly went on board with it. But she's talking about an entanglement or whatever bollocks, right? And when he's, like, saying about the whole August situation and did he give him permission, she's like, oh, no man can give... And it's like, yeah, that's the bit to come at. You're your own woman, so you can have an affair if you want to have an affair. That's that's a really fucking weird point to make. It's like, mm. you can't give permission. It's like, that's not the point he's making. Like, yeah. it was permission in the sense of, like, He's gone. Do you mind if I do your wife? And he's gone. Eh, it's fine by me, right? That is whether whether or not it didn't matter to you. It mattered to August, so the permission was still there. You're just being a cunt. So yeah, I just that kind of attitude really pisses me off. Mm. Why are we talking about this? Because wrestling. <laughs> For some reason. <laughs> I love it. I have no <laughs> idea. Anyway, so Carl, what's our first jumping off point? Not that we haven't jumped off already. What's our first jumping off point? It's a really good question, though. I don't know. I close with documents. I'll tell you. Oh, the wrestling it's curve. The wrestling curve. How so, curvy do you like your wrestling? Oh, fucking love me some curves, me. All these curves, and here's me with no breaks. Jerry the King Lawler. Oh. Line, there, boy. Um, hey. So, yeah, I... Lawler being back on commentary and someone like Nikita being in um, wrestling, <laughs> that's just going to totally blow his mind, isn't it? Recipe for... Does it blow something? Gonna blow, it's uh, gonna blow us. I mentioned Nikita just because her pin alone is gonna just absolutely destroy Lola. He's he's yeah. not gonna be able to talk. It's just gonna be squeaking. Or he's gonna get just, just a series of squeaks. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to just kind of talk about the wrestling curve. So obviously, anyone who listens to this or watches us knows that me and Anthony get super psyched around Rumble and Mania season. Um, yeah. It's what we spend all our years looking forward to. Um, it's actually without being too dramatic, 
what started this podcast and what got us back into wrestling. It's true. It is true. We were just kind of like, we haven't really, we kind of faded out of wrestling a little bit. Um, but we always found ourselves. Champ. <laughs> you won't let so, that go, that guy. Um, I'm not letting it go. <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with Ray Mysterio being a world heavyweight champion. Yeah, well, did he say heavyweight at the time? <laughs> Check your records. It might have just been WWE champion. That's fine. Check your records. Um, but yeah, it kind of, it kind of made me think of like the the wrestling curve. Now we spoke about it over different generations when we've had obviously peaks and troughs of of wrestling um, over the years. But essentially, we do have this kind of wrestling enjoyment curve that we have. So, end of December, start of the year, we start to really get super hyped for the Rumble. Rumble. Especially to you, Rumble is your number one, isn't it? In terms of premium live yeah, events. Favorite pay um, Never seen a bad Rumble. I've seen Rumbles that were better than other Rumbles, but there's never been a bad one. Not even this year. Um, <clears throat> we still had a Rumble, didn't we? No, yeah, yeah. this year was fucking awful. Yeah, this year wasn't good. Um, it's the only Rumble Anthony's ever not been impressed with. I felt. Yeah, we kind of looked at each other five like a.m. in the morning, just like this Rumble though is the exception rather than the rule. You know. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, excluding this year. Let's hope. I've never had a bad rumble. Let's hope. Um, but yeah, obviously yeah. that. All right, excluding the last two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, see how long we can go. Like do that for, but yeah. So obviously we get super hyped, rumble uh, all the way up to mania, and then after mania, obviously the raw after mania is always like must see. But then after that, it kind of dips. Now we were talking before, so backlash is coming up, which literally just may as well just rename it to WrestleMania rematches. It's all it's going to be. You've already renamed it to WrestleMania Backlash. So might well, exactly. Um, so then, we then used to get a little bit more intrigued around Money in the Bank in June, but that's not been amazing, has it, either, in recent years? And I know, obviously, we've been in a pandemic, so like we have to do it. In- well, I think, <clears throat> let's commend the, the first pandemic one they had, where the uh, it was an innovative, innovative concept when the idea was to get to the top of the head HQ. That was intriguing. That was a good way of mixing things up and keeping things, you know, separate and cinematic in a way. And then throw throw away Mysterio to his death. Why not? You know. <laughs> um, but you know, I commend them for their effort put into that. But then you get into that typical fucking, you know, oh, you know, Otis breaks the ladder because he's super heavy. And shit like that. And yeah. they actually gave Otis the fucking briefcase, which just wears disastrous <laughs> in the wrong. Well, I mean, for yeah. me, that's that's become the problem with it now, is it, it's too gimmicky. It's kind of like King of the Ring. King of the Ring used to just be, um, here's a title we're going to give someone who we believe is going to be going somewhere in the future. Now, like, at some point, the lines are blurred, and whoever wins it has to become a king and talk in a British accent and all that shit. And it's over-gimmicked, right? But it's the same money in the bank. It's like it used to just be, okay, whoever wins is going to get a future uh, world title opportunity. That's awesome. Now it's all about the fucking briefcase. And it's it's so, so much about the briefcase. Yeah. The, you know that's not the thing. Like, exactly. you didn't win a case. There's actually a contract. There. Exactly. And it's like, it's, it's become a caricature of itself. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I prefer Money in the Bank when it was just a WrestleMania match. It's still, I don't know how they want to get, get it off them, but it still really bugs me that it was like, well, let's have the miss to take it off him in a legal battle? Like, yeah. what the fuck was that? And let's have JBL be the judge so it's not a proper legal battle. And yeah. Let's have him be corrupt and accept money. Even I can't think... I can't think of a better, more recent case of WWE basically just going, 
yep, we've changed our minds on this than the Otis fiasco. But again, they should have just abandoned Money in the Bank for that year. I still maintain he should have cashed it in to win the tag titles with his uh, with Tucky at the time. As they get, oh, isn't that cute? He wants to win with his pal or his brother, was he? I don't know what he was meant to be. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that have been sweet and um, a way of eliminating do, him out of the main title picture? Do you know what the, you know what he even could have done? Let's do it with the Miz for some reason. He could have, like, given it to Mandy. And Mandy could have cashed it in for a women's title match. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Something like that. Any of these things could have worked. But no, let's just let the Miz beat him for no reason. Let's just have the Miz take it. So you, may, you negate the whole point of, like, the money in the bank is won. And that person cashes in. Unless, obviously, you do something and the Miz can take it off you in a legal battle that isn't really legal. <laughs> Because exactly, it was just JBL. Unless JBL basically, let's ignore the fake courtroom. Unless JBL decides that it should go to the Miz, you definitely have a money in the bank title shot. Definitely, exactly. Um, so obviously June isn't uh, as exciting as it once was anymore. And then again, not really much happens up until SummerSlam. And it, <sighs> SummerSlam used to be one of the big things. I think it still is, and it's still like I think SummerSlam. Okay, SummerSlam, I'm going to ask you another question. Cool. Other than the fact it's considered one of the big four, when was the last big SummerSlam? Um, I don't think they felt massively big in a while, but I remember enjoying the one from last year. I remember it being one of our favourite ones, if I recall. I'm, I'm, I could be completely uh, wrong. The main reason I ask it is because, like, I enjoy SummerSlam. I've enjoyed some some pay per views, like you say. I think we enjoyed last year in particular. I've never considered SummerSlam a big deal. I know they wanted to be the WrestleMania of the summer, but I've mm. never considered it a big deal. And you've obviously had a longer history with wrestling than I have. So that's why I asked the question, like, when was the last time you remember it being a big deal? Like, yeah, not, not I know we can have good ones. <clears throat> like, I can't even think back to high school days where it was like, SummerSlam, it's a massive deal. We must watch it. I've never felt that way about it. And that's I know that's a personal thing, but I'm just curious, like, yeah, I don't feel I d- like there's ever been massive, massive things happening there, really. I think, like, there was bits with, um, like, Brock versus Rock and, like, Orton and stuff like that, uh, get winning his first title and things at SummerSlam. There was there was big moments that were kind of somewhat recent, but, yeah, it's not felt like a, a massive one in a while. But I'd say what's been even worse in terms of Fall from Grace is Survivor Series. Oh, yeah, that's just nothing of a, of a pay-per-view now, really. That, that is... Um, yeah, it's 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 well, redundant. Was it this year that it was so felt so last minute and slapped together that it was just fucking pointless? It was just like a, a, a character, like not a caricature, but just like a fucking throwing together random people in teams, and it was just like, there you go, here's your Survivor and Series. I will admit, I was starting to enjoy Survivor Series with the inclusion of NXT, and they went, nah, we're not even having them as a part, and not anything to do with it. Fuck them. Yeah, that <laughs> it's mean. just. I mean, the problem with the Survivor Series that just went is they just had a fucking draft. So they were trying to preach loyalty to, to <laughs> brands and they'd only been there two minutes. Yeah, like a week. Exactly. Yeah, it was so, a really poorly timed draft, that. Yeah. Um, like, I think the highlight of, of some of some, uh, Survivor Series for last year was Kevin Owens just walking out at the start of the match. Yeah, which is the kind of thing you get when no one gives a shit about Survivor Series. Exactly. So, yeah, it's um, probably, yeah... I, I like the concept a great deal, but it's just nah, it's it's not a very good pay per view these days. No, so like, you know, talk, talking of it as like a wrestling curve, like you have this massive kind of hype for Royal Rumble, and it kind of stays up there for Mania, 
Um, and like to be fair, we weren't super hyped for Mania this year, but it delivered. It over delivered versus with the card. So fair play to them. But then you kind of just have that drop off, and I think the problem is there's no peaks anymore until Royal Rumble season again. Because like yeah. the ones that were staple peaks are just <laughs> we're just quietly waiting for Rumble now. Exactly. So this podcast is going to be a joy for the next few months. Is what we're saying. <laughs> We're going to be so tuned out and sick of it all. The Cody Rhodes redemption arc for fucking six months. Um, yeah. Promo, promo, promo. Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing is, though, as well, and obviously you sent me a video before of Young Rock. Yes. What an obvious nod that was. So, firstly, Roman Reigns is in it. Little Joe. Um, Little Joe. Like, there was fantastic bits in that. He says to The Rock, acknowledge me, which I thought was brilliant. Um, <laughs> but then, obviously, there was a bit in there, wasn't there, where he said, oh, you know, he's like, you know, can you wrestle me? He's like, oh, no, a match of that magnitude. Um, was it the Samoan uh, drop or something? Yeah, like yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah. oh, no, a match of that magnitude can only take place at a WrestleMania. And it was like, oh. I just winked at the camera, mainly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so it's got to be happening. Like, it must be happening, mustn't it? Hollywood, WrestleMania Hollywood, is going to be The Rock There's versus no Roman Reigns. They decided to put that tease and that nod in there without actually paying it off long term. But like, that would have been so annoying. Knowing that, is that not just going to be fucking huge? That That's going to top um, Roman versus Brock a million percent, isn't it? I would say so. Yeah. And Cody's going to have to return again just to make it just as big. <laughs> again, you know what I mean? like, how do you top Cody returning? Exactly. Um, Undertaker's going to come back out of retirement for a match with Kevin Owens. I mean, I, I, honestly, I'm totally on board for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do it. Anyone who's got a podcast, Kevin Owens is going to beat them up. Um, That's how it's going to work now. Oh, no. Angle. Does that mean he's going to go after us? No, he's going to start with wrestlers first. So he's going to go Undertaker, Kurt Angle, going to like maybe go after Arn Anderson. Uh, Do you know what? Speaking of which, you just reminded me then. Um, what a what a lovely tweet we saw the other day. Um, so there was somebody, um, and forgive me, I can't um, off the top of my head remember the account, but they were doing like a um, kind of their favourite wrestlers, and they were kind of posting about them. And then little old does got a, a random tag in there. Yeah, saying, that was sweet. Not. The Twitter handle, Carl, was uh, K2B Panda Sidekick. K2B Panda Sidekick. Absolute legend. We appreciate you. Um, but yeah, like there was like a Twitter thread of like their favourite wrestlers. Um, and then just a little shout out, like not a wrestler as such, but our podcast. Um, and stuff like that, you know, hits you right in the feels. I think oftentimes me and Anthony just kind of sit here thinking, are we just talking into the microphone to ourselves? But then you see stuff like this, you see you know, see us randomly popping up in the charts and things like that every now and again. You're just like, people are out there listening to us. Um, even during these nonsensical segments like Whiskey and Wrestling where the, the wrestling talk's very light. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good. It's very good. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so while See, we meanwhile, on... Anthony sits on his phone for the next 10 no, minutes. I was finding the, the Twitter Get handle, off your phone. Then... You found like, it, and then actually, what were you doing? You were browsing. If you want to know, Carl, I'll, I'll let you all in on the rabbit hole. I was like, oh yeah, there's the tweet, so I could find, remind myself of his Twitter handle. <clears throat> and then I'm looking at it like, oh, 
it's uh, it's saying that it can't bring up any results, so it's like showing it like he's not there. You see. Ooh. So I'm like interesting. Anyway, um, what are we talking about? We're talking about stuff, aren't we? We're gonna talk about Survivor stuff. Series, right? While we're on the topic, I know it was mentioned a few beats back, but one of the things uh, I think that came from our Instagram was to talk about of Survivor Series and is it considered one of the big four anymore? So we might as well delve slightly further into the Survivor Series elements of. Firstly, Carl, do you consider it part of the big four anymore? I haven't done it in a long time, to be honest, no. because it, there just hasn't been a purpose for it. Because it moved away from his, you know, the the, the two top babyface and heels making their own teams go against each other in a way that they don't have to just have a one on one match. Like that's that's the way it used to be. To let's make it about brand, brand uh, supremacy, um, and then let's throw NXT in for no reason. And then, like as you said, like last year's one was just. I, I like a, the NXT inclusion. It's a random bunch of people. The brand thing. Yeah. But um, do you think last year is a clear indicator that WWE don't consider it one of the big four anymore? I think we're just in a point now where WWE doesn't really consider anything until about two weeks before it happens and then goes, shit. Like, if, if you were to not know anything about the concept of the big four and they said, pick the four pay-per-views that are the biggest deal right, in WWE, I honestly think Money in the Bank had come before Survivor Series at this point. Yeah, it's definitely overshadowed. Treat it as a bigger deal. As even well. um, even elimination chamber, because there's something yeah, on the line. Purpose. There's something on the line for both of them. Elimination chamber is usually set up for someone who didn't win the rumble, who still wants to get to WrestleMania, right? Elimination chamber is my exception to. I don't think you should have a pay per view named after a match type. Mm. That is my exception because elimination chamber is just good for it. It's like Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. Shit, Royal Rumble is probably an exception. Do you count that though? <laughs> Turns out all of them are. Can't wait for that WWE ladder match. Um, no, I mean, Royal Rumble, like it is a Royal Rumble. It's, it's a big old battle royal. But uh, yeah, I suppose that's an exception too. Yeah, but like, to be fair, I think I think we've hit the nail on the head there in terms of why Survivor Series doesn't feel like a big four anymore because there's, there's nothing at stake. It is, it's literally pointless. Other than bragging rights, maybe? <laughs> well, they had that pay-per-view for a bit, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? And while we're on it, and I've said this before, I want to say it now. We live in an age where concepts like Taboo Tuesday and Cyber Sunday and all that bollocks would actually work really fucking well now, and we don't have it. Why imagine, imagine a Survivor Series that is like the teams are picked by social media. Right there, right there. This is why you need this guy, WWE. You know what I mean? Right there. That's what um, we need to do. Do you know what? One of these days, I'm, I'm, no, really, I'm, I'm going to reveal like, it like, directly like that, like you're there. <laughs> When really you're up here, I am, and you're down there. Whoa! Um, <laughs> but um, one of these days, I've got. Have I already spoiled this before on a previous show? I might have done. Yes. Um, I've got this fantastic idea oh. that's never been done before in the wrestling business, <gasps> and I just think it is gonna. It is so good, but it's like me. Um, me little well, secret well, I can't, yeah. I can't do it because then it'll be gone. I won't have it anymore. Can't well, can't, it. Look, but you've got the evidence right here. If anyone does it, you can sue the fuck out of them. Let's just say, um, I've always liked Let's the say, idea. Two girls. <laughs> I've always liked the idea of um, because you get so many mismatches of like different tag teams that don't look like they belong together. I've always liked the idea of like a tag team that like or multiple tag teams that don't look like they belong, and somehow um, something happens, which is my little thing, uh, that makes the team switch. This is a shit spoiler. Well, I don't want to give it away. 
That's my problem. <laughs> so far, you're describing a tornado tag match, I think. It's a million dollar idea, is what I'm saying. Look, Ted DiBiase, unless you're going to tell us, we can't believe you. Oh, fine, fuck it. Fine. You're going <laughs> to get it. You're going to get it. So, imagine this, right? Tag team titles on the line. It's a ladder match. Mm-hmm. You've got multiple teams, but there's a really big guy on one team and with, with a small guy, and another really big guy on another team with a small guy. And the two so big guys, two big guys climbing up the ladder, um, and basically it turns out you both grab a title each. So by accident, they've become the tag team champions. I get it. And then Adam Pearce comes out and he's like, no, 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 we don't have a winner. You both won. Well, yeah, but effectively, effectively, because there's that many bullshit tag teams together, what if there was like a team that you look at and we're like, oh, imagine if him from that team and him from that team were put together, they'd make a boss tag team. Imagine if that's the way you do it. I love the idea. I do. Don't shit on it. Don't you dare shit on my idea. It's no, a million dollar idea. What I'm saying is, like, imagine a property like WWE having hold of this idea, and then you end up with like constant like mismatch of tag teams where it's like we now have the Street Vikings and stuff like that, which actually really well. works as a name. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But um, all right, yeah. So all right then, I'll I'll try and put some like so, some like names to it. And I'm not saying this would be an amazing tag team, but just something come to me head now. You've got Alpha Academy, yeah, who are fine. Yes. As, but like you look at them, they're like. Really? I wouldn't put them together as a team, right? Imagine you had, like, Chad Gable climbing up the ladder and Gable Stevenson climbing up the ladder to the other side. And then all of a sudden, they're all on two the separate teams. Yeah, they both grab a title. Now suddenly you've got Chad Gable and Gable Stevenson as a tag team. And it turns out it was the best pairing that ever happened. Out of nowhere. So, yeah. I do like the concept. I think it's something I'm, su- I'm surprised they've not done it before. Like Exactly. But then, does that become a stipulation in future, though, where you go... With WWE, let's say, lean into it and go, right, from now on, both partners have to get the belts. Well, exactly. Like, Does that become a thing of the ladder match? That if that's what's always like, whoever gets me. the belt is one half and the other half has to fucking vent for themselves. Well, exactly. Because, yeah. like, you know, in, in, in previous matches, like TLC and stuff like that, where this has happened before, like, you'll just have the one guy on top who pulls down both the belts for him and his tag team partner. Well, what happens if he only manages to get one belt? Like, what happens to that other belt? Has he won both? And then you could do a thing. You could also play? You could play with it going forward, couldn't you? You could have a similar thing happen again, but he actually screws over his tag partner and doesn't get the other belt, exactly. or maybe even kicks his partner off the ladder. Exactly. And you get the, there. It's like a screw about, job to, out of about to celebrate together, but then he does that. The other guy comes up, and then that's RK the real team. The top of the ladder out of nowhere. <laughs> the end of RK bro. Ah, see, Cody see. Goes up and gets the belt. It's a million dollar idea. The legacy back. You know, all million that kind of dollar stuff going idea. Um, so yeah, so there you go. There you go, WWE. I know you're going to listen. Well, you're steal while it. I mentioned Cody and Randy, come on. That's the feud that we all want. Let's get the Roman stuff out of the way. That's the feud we all want. We want son of a cowboy versus son of a plumber, dammit. Yeah, apparently it's already been done, hasn't it? Okay, that's the same. Again. You know what I mean? More. <laughs> yeah. We've never had the American Nightmare versus exactly. Randy Orton. <laughs> I love that. He's had that many different monikers in his career. It's like, what do we even call him now? Just Randy Orton. Like, versus yeah. the Legend Killer, no, versus the Viper, what, what no, versus the... And I'm like, he's not is he the Viper? Is he the Viper? He's currently Randy. Is he? Oh, <laughs> look out, Kim. <laughs> um... <laughs> From out of nowhere. You just got RKO all over your face. Um... 
So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean for me, I um it's a big four now. Gotta be SummerSlam, Money in the Bank. And I don't think EC yeah, EC EC three. I don't think Elimination Chamber should be in there. But Royal Rumble WrestleMania. That that's the big four now, isn't it? Let's be honest. Like my my original big four were Rumble, WrestleMania, King of the Ring, and Survivor Series. I like music classic SummerSlam. Um and I get why gimmicks that come from it, but I do like music King of the Ring. Well, yeah, I just like fucking love a tournament bracket. I'm not going to lie. But I think we're really good at tournament brackets and they just don't fucking do them. (laughs) I think new new generation um, kind of big four for me is Rumble, Chamber, Money in the Bank, WrestleMania. There's a new one, the Rumble Chamber. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. (laughs) There's someone over the top rope, but they can't get out because there's a chamber there. Hmm. It sounds like something WCW has already done. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's still here. Um, so, 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 so. Okay, Carl. So, the next topic. Brand extension. How do you feel about brands? And do you want them extended? Oh, I love love me some extendable brands. Um, so, I think anyone who listened to the other segments before, I think the brand extension is dead. It needs to be done with. Um, I just hate it now because... They've, re- they've released that many people that the rosters for each of the show each show is very very threadbare to the point where you have the stupid 24-7 t- title shtick like every week that no one cares about it's a three hour episode of Raw you've not got enough talent to fill it anyway so imagine how much better Monday Night Raw would be if you could bring over Drew McIntyre, you could bring over Roman Reigns I mean, I'm already struggling to think of all the SmackDown talent you bring over. <laughs> and, right? uh, and there you go. <laughs> but, like, conversely, with SmackDown, it's the Roman Reigns show, and it is every fucking week because there's nothing else going. So, and I've said before, and I'll say it again, people often tout SmackDown as being the better show, only for Roman. There's not much else going on. You take Roman well, exactly. out of the equation, it's shit. Imagine, like, you know, wasn't it significantly better when Seth Rollins was rocking up on SmackDown as well as part of that little Roman Reigns thing? That I'm really did? surprised he's back on Raw. He was definitely better suited on SmackDown. Exactly. You know, Kevin Owens pop-up. Um, with his powerbomb. Yeah. Pop-up powerbomb, um, I don't know. For me, that is the key element. You know, I don't want I don't want to lose anyone's TV time. But the fact is, we keep getting the same matches over and over. We keep getting rematches over and over. Because... They're very limited in the people that they've got on their brand. Mm. If it was opened up, then let's let's say for starters, for the for the well being of the wrestlers, they could have some time off. Imagine not a bad thing, right? But on top of that, you would be able to mix up the matches so much more that we wouldn't be like oh, another fucking rematch, Charlotte and Ronda again. Jesus. <laughs> you know, you could actually mix it up a bit. And the you whole... mix it up in a way, because right now you can mix it up a bit, but then you get things like, oh, I don't know, Madcap Moss versus Drew McIntyre, which nobody asked for. <laughs> and it's like, the thing is as well, though, like, I'm not shitting on, like, the likes of a Madcap Moss and stuff like that. They've got a place, right? This is what the old school, like... Yeah, it's called catering. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's fucking savage. <laughs> um, but no, like, when, like, before the whole brand split and stuff, like... The mid card was fantastic, like mm. like the Intercontinental title, you know, the European title of the time. It felt big and it meant something because there was more players involved in being able to compete for them. So 
you know, at the minute it's like, well, the US title's on Raw, I think. I don't actually know. And the Intercontinental title's title, on you know. SmackDown. I do. Um, There's one thing I don't get. Like, I get, like, obviously it's an American product, but you've got the North American title. And you've got the US title. Mm. Don't you think it'd sit nicer having the US and then the European? Well, no, because the, the Intercontinental uh, needs to remain. Um, so, no. I mean, okay, yeah, we need the IC. But let's face it, I keep forgetting about the IC for a reason. <laughs> this is true. But you wouldn't if you had, like, at the minute, and it's no offence to, like, Damien Priest and stuff, I know he's just had a US title run. But it's like, once the US title run comes to an end, it's like, well, well, he's on Raw, and there's no other belt room to go for or anything, so I guess he'll just fade into obscurity. So it's like, well, if someone's run comes to an end with the US title, if they're all on the same show, well, I'm going to go after the Intercontinental title. Or vice versa. And immediately, you've got yeah. more competitiveness in your mid-card. That, that, that's what it's missing. Like, the only thing we tune into the shows for is, well, what's Roman doing in his segment this week? Or, yeah. what's Cody doing? Or, what's Seth, what's Seth doing? Nothing else Cody matters. being the top baby face of Raw, yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, so, correct me, like, I, I need to double-check this before I make my comments. The Grand Slam, right, is that, do you have to win both mid-card titles or just one of them? Um, what what qualifies as a Grand sh- Slam champ? I'm not even sure anymore, to be honest. I think it's... Um, the, the main title, I don't, I don't think it is, to be fair. I think it's like main title, one of them, tag team, something else. Must be, wasn't it? It's like four, there's like four or five things you have to win. I'm going to have to Google this right quick, because that also opens up a thing of like, it becomes impossible to be a Grand Slam champ, I think, uh, without moving brands constantly anyway. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking at Grand Slam champions. Let's find out what a Grand Slam champion is. We will sit here and wait patiently while Anthony Googles. Um, Four titles typically include three singles championships, one of them usually being the world title plus a tag team championship. Yeah, so three three singles titles. So I guess it is Intercontinental, US. And world. Well, does it include 24-7? I mean, arguably, they haven't specified, <laughs> so you could argue if you've had the 24-7 title, you're part of the way there. Mm. But yeah, I, um, it's, it is a massive shame how the Intercontinental title, you know, especially, has been treated. Um, like It's not been defended on pay-per-view since the last WrestleMania. Mm. That is disgusting. That is disgusting. I know. I know how you feel about it, Carl. Let it go. I can't. can't do Um So yeah. It, it offends Put me. The title down, Carl. It offends me. Uh, so, yeah. But, hey. Um, in terms of brand extensions, yeah, I think it, it needs to be over and done with. I think it would it would be such a breath of fresh air for WWE. That, that, that is all it needs at the minute because it is such, it's such a painful experience to sit through an, an episode of either Raw or SmackDown at the minute because it's just the same shit over and over again. So, to your point, give somebody a week off. We don't have to see fucking... Charlotte Flair every week. You don't have to see. This, I said this about the the only issue I had with the Roman Reigns feuds was that you like they felt the need to like have them there every week. And it's like some weeks you don't need to. No. You, they can have the week off because their matches are locked. People are going to tune in for it. Don't need to worry about coming out and going. Yeah, I'm still going to beat you at the pay per view. Well, that's it. They run out of ideas, and even more so when it's like having a rematch for the next pay per view as well. So they've burnt up all this stuff leading to the first one. 
then it's like, well, I'm going to avenge me loss. Or like, you know, uh, Seth Rollins and Cody now. It's like, well, I wasn't ready for you, so now I'll be ready this time. And it's like, that's probably the best of a bad bunch, but still, it's like, well. And isn't didn't we get that exact excuse with uh, Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch? Pretty much. Yeah. So this is Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch all over again, isn't it? Except for this one, for that one, we didn't get a fucking immediate rematch, did we? So it was like, what are the rules? Oh, true, true. Went around the houses for it, didn't we? Yeah. But anyway, um, I digress. What about you? So, do you agree? We don't want our brands extended. No, I do agree. I think it's, uh, it should be all one one roster now, definitely. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then I suppose you have to agree, like time on each one. Like the big stars have to be on this one X amount of time versus this one because it's two different networks as well. I'm sure there's a mess involved with that, but definitely one roster. It's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't need no brand extensions. That we do not. Next topic, Carl. And I actually don't know what this one needs to be. So, Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> I think someone was just fucking trolling us, to be fair. So we, we put I'm, it on, I'm on sorry a... about it. How do you feel about Vicky Guerrero? <laughs> Excuse me. I was talking. Um, hey. See what I did there? See that? Um, do you know what? To be fair to her, um, I do think she's she's super talented at what she does. I don't really get the pairing she's got with Nala Rose at the minute. Because um, I'm not really sure what it adds, to be fair. Nothing. But, um, Nothing yeah, if she... If she was, you know, given, like, someone to work with, a client that has more TV time, for example, and we saw Vicky more regularly, I think it would be a really good thing. I, it wouldn't, you know, I'd probably put her, put her with, like, fucking Andrade or something, because it is English, is still shit. So, you know, mm. get, Vicky, get Vicky the instant heel heat. Well, I mean, didn't he have Charbo at one point, and then Charbo was like, I'm going to go to Australia, bye. And Tony was like, well, you're not coming back. Take you off uh, the roster then and say nothing. <clears throat> Good old Chavo. Anyway. I think, though, he rocked up at Ring of Honor, didn't he? So the, something must be okay there with the relationship. Yeah, he just he deleted the tweet as quick as he put it up there, to be honest. I think <laughs> it's probably a knee-jerk. And he's known it was for... Bots. A, it was bots. He's known for a knee-jerk reaction on Twitter, isn't he? Let's be honest. He is. Um, but no, I mean... <laughs> Let's go back a little bit on, on Vicky Guerrero, though. Like, I totally admire how she got into the business. I mean, obviously, it's a shit way to get into the business, isn't it? But I totally admire her wanting to sort of almost honour the, the family legacy and, and be involved in the biz. Um, she had some fucking wild storylines with WWE, though. Oh, yeah. Like, everything with Edge and stuff like that. It's fucking crazy shit going on. I there. think as well, like, and I don't, you know, I don't know what, what she did for work, whether she worked anyway or whatever, but, like, to be fair, Eddie Guerrero was clearly the... the the breadwinner, he was the, the WWE champion, a massive paycheck. So mm. for all that to go, you know what I mean? It's like, well, she's it, the onus is on her now to provide for you know yeah. her family. Um, so yeah, for her to kind of thrust herself into a world that you know she's only ever known from the outside, and to take to it as well as she did with you know just the character that she created is um, is amazing yeah. to be fair. And she managed to get that that heat, didn't she? Really. Mm. And the and the catchphrase, how many wrestlers have just been boring as fuck? She's come in and she's got the excuse me thing over in a way. People love to hate her. You know, she did a really admirable job. I'd say yeah. some wild fucking storylines, but she did an admirable job there, really. <laughs> yeah, she definitely um 
she she went she went through it, didn't she? To be fair, like there was a big thing with Edge for a while, wasn't there? Where, oh yeah, yeah. that's the fuck is that? The, the main example of wild storylines was everything with Edge. Hmm. I don't know what they were going for there, but they fucking went for it. I know, but I think um, I think Vicky's a ledge. She. Um, yeah. I felt really bad for her as well when um, she interviewed a few AEW people and got kind of blackballed by WWE. That's a bit of a shitty approach. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. During the pandemic, that one. Well, exactly. But you know, worked out okay in the end. She ended up working for AEW, so fucking yeah. But yeah. I don't get why they can be so. You know, for considering they don't care about AEW and they're not a threat, why are they so fucking? But hurts any time you know something happens with that company. It's ridiculous. No, it's definitely the other way around. AEW people are the worst. <laughs> it's the bots. It's all the it bots. It's the bots. It's all the bots. Bots getting everyone. But um, while we're talking about the Guerrero family, though, one uh, thing I'll I want to discuss with you, Carl, is um, Eddie Guerrero's daughter. Is it Shaw Guerrero? Is that how you pronounce her name? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm so surprised she's not like been prominent on WWE at any points. It's a weird one, isn't it, to be fair? Normally they love her, you know, a second, third generation um, mm. wrestler, so... And you yeah. don't wonder what the deal is, because by all accounts, I've not seen a lot of her matches, because she's mostly an indie talent, but uh, by all accounts, she's a, she's a damn good wrestler, so do you think, you know, as, she, as the bin talks, have they, like, I don't know if she's ever been involved with WWE, to be honest with you, I'm sure there was points when she was, or there was some sort of you know, performance centre work going on there or something, but yeah, I'm just really surprised we haven't had her as like a big deal on any. Brand. Maybe it's like maybe it's a personal preference. Maybe she doesn't want to be just associated with her dad. You know, I mean, to be fair to her, it'd be pretty awkward for her to go in there as actually being the daughter of Eddie when you've got Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio making a fucking living off his name. So. <laughs> like, who are you? Who are you, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but um, like, I mean, she's got the family connection on the other side. Like you've got uh, Chavo being involved in Ring of Honor, you got her mum being involved in um, AEW. So you go, well, plenty of places she could be seen on TV, and it's just not something she's done yet. Uh, well, I was going to say maybe she's going the Emilio Estevez approach, but he actually changed his name to not be associated with the Sheens. So maybe not quite, and she just still goes really? by Guerrero. So Emilio Estevez was Emilio Sheen. He's a sheen, yeah. He is a sheen. Um, but he didn't want to ride off his dad's name. So there you go. So he went with Estevez? Of course. Yeah. Um, What's the connection <laughs> there? Is that like still like a family name? No family? idea. No idea. Um, I mean, yeah, he, it, he made the right choice because Emilio doesn't really work with sheen. Assuming yeah. that's his real name. I, I mean, I don't, I, I don't actually think it is. I think he just wanted to create like a stage name. The distance so the whole, from the sheen. The whole Emilio Estevez name is like It's a, a lie. A, Right, I'm I'm googling this now. I don't care. <laughs> Wrestling. Or New not. segment. Anthony googles. Emilio Estevez's real name. Um, but yeah, so I'll, well, I'll put go- up the Emilio Estevez image, Carl. Ah, oh, sorry, I didn't prepare one in advance. Um, but I, I will rant while you do your Google search. It does proper piss me off now. Um, Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio just being fucking everything about Eddie Guerrero, dressing up like his like him at WrestleMania and stuff like that, pisses me off. Like. You're the Mysterios. You've got your own name. It it is a criminal, fucking that Ray is basically just built the latter half of his career on Eddie. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. it really does me Eddie. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that. Not to digress, but I need to go back to this guy, right? So check this out, right? Estevez, right? He is the oldest child of Janet Sheen and actor Martin Sheen. Yes, yeah? mm-hmm. in brackets, 
Legally, Ramon Estevez. Okay. Martin Sheen is the fake name. Madness. He's Ramon Estevez. His siblings, Charlie Sheen, born Carlos Estevez. What? And Rene Estevez and Ramon Estevez. So he is uh, using apparently his real name and it's Martin Sheen who's not. And That's... bear in mind, I'm using Wikipedia for this, so it could be wrong. <laughs> But, uh, I just it. changed it, you sucker. Um, Damn you. <laughs> last edit, <laughs> one minute ago. Uh, so, yeah, that's mad. See? Fun and go. educational, the ATK Wrestling Show. Fun educational. Um, not about um, wrestling, obviously, but, you know, educational nonetheless. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for Rey Mysterio, though. Yeah, that's right, just jumping straight back in, I don't care. Um, but I do agree. Like, I hate... I, it's got to a point that I, that I, that I cringe with the, the Eddie Guerrero references. I hated his whole... This is one of the reasons I didn't like his title run. I mean, I don't think he fitted the world title scene. I still stand by that, right? But it's one of the reasons I hated his world title run because it was constantly like, like Eddie's helping me up there. It's like, just stop saying Eddie. Like, because he was, he was the over one and just win the title. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, I understand they were incredibly close and I know he wants to honour his, his, his friend's memory. But at this point, like you say, it's just like, like I, I even just cringe a little bit every time um, Dominic, who let's be honest, can barely remember the man, does um, does his little homages to him with the frog splash and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it is painful. It um, it, it genuinely annoys me. Um, stupidest thing ever. Well, look at it. Like it's a weird thing. Like I find it weird anyway. Logan Paul doing his heel tactics at WrestleMania to to wind them up did a frog splash. Yeah. So he didn't do his father's move and and six one nine him. He did Eddie Guerrero's frog splash and even did the shoulders. And I think like, that upsets Dominic more. Apparently, <laughs> that's how you get under Dominic's skin more. That's because it's his know, real dad. Do you remember six one nine? Eddie's his real dad. Um, Unless Logan's like I can't do six one nine. Yeah, probably that too. Might have been that. Um, yeah, like that. That is a fantastic point because basically Eddie's shtick has become so synonymous now with Ray. That of course it'd be an Eddie move that you know what I mean that someone would imitate from Ray's moves. It's what, but yeah. now it's gotten so diluted. It's like that. Like Logan didn't even do that on Ray. He did it on Dominic. So it's like so now it's associated. We're gonna move it to being associated with Dominic. Yeah. As well. It's like, I, it's, like, I, it's, like <laughs> it's like it's like the Cody thing now, isn't it? The fucking son of a son of a plumber. It's like the best friend of the son of the son of the plumber. The hairstylist of the best friend of the son of the son of the plumber. All right, we get it. <laughs> We get it. He was a plumber. He was a plumber, and this is shit. See what I did? Yeah, See what no, I, did? I do agree with you. It, like it bugs me a little. I'm sure some people like don't mind it at all, but it does bug me as well. It's when we did on that. So yeah, that was my rant. Give me rant for you. Rants. So <clears> tag <throat> team wrestling, Carl. Let's talk about some tag team wrestling. We kind of touched on this with your awesome concept for moving tag teams around. And we actually touched on this earlier when we were talking this week on wrestling because we saw some absolutely amazing tag team wrestling this week and some tag team wrestling this week. Um, <laughs> so, FTR versus the Young Bucks was an absolute masterclass in tag team wrestling. This. And I have no issue at all with the Usos, but, um, you know, comparatively, it just shows you that WWE's tag team division just really needs... And it's not shot to the Usos. The Usos are probably one of the best things in the tag team division for WWE at the moment, but the severe lack of opponents doesn't help. No. I think um, 
the FTR Bucks match shows what tag team wrestling can be. Um, and I think the problem is, especially in WWE, is they just don't afford the tag team division the the time or the focus mm-hmm. to make it. I was it pleasantly something. surprised this week to see a tag team match be in the main event of Raw. Yeah. To be fair, though, right, I was thinking about this because I thought the same initially. And then I was like, well, actually, RK Bro have been the main event of Raw quite a lot, actually. Um, Has it always been a tag team? Because I know they've done some six-man main events. I've seen that a few times. Yeah, so I think it's a mix of like tag team and like six mans and stuff. But it also highlighted to me, the, and I, I, you know, not to stray away from tag team wrestling, but it highlighted to me the the shocking state of Raw, like when Brock was the champion, didn't show up or whatever. And now that Roman's the champion, he's not there. They've got no main event scene. So they have to resort to tag teams to close the show. That's a fair point. I've looked at like that, but it's like we can afford to give tag teams a spotlight because we've just no other champions at the moment. <laughs> well, exactly. Um, so yeah, that in itself was baffling. But um, yeah, to go back to FTR and Young Bucks, I think they were. That was just a phenomenal display of tag team wrestling. And I think the difference is in WWE, you've got Street Profits definitely, Alpha Academy maybe. The rest of the tag teams. Well, obviously the Usos. The rest of the tag teams are just people thrown together. It's even worse in the women's division because it is like Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Well, they both you know seem a bit emo-y and you know gothy, so we'll put them together. <clears throat> we won't actually yeah. give them a team name, and we'll make them come out separately with separate entrance musics. But yeah, yeah, <coughs> yeah. It'll be a lack of effort of making them seem like a cohesive team does does bug. I was pleasantly surprised with Alpha Academy. Like I wasn't sure about it at first, but they've gone all in with that, and they're a really good tag team. They deserve they, massive, the, massive. Put the shoosh thing over and for now. Yeah. yeah, like Otis, to be fair, and he was probably more over when he was with you know Tucky or whatever. Um, but Gable, man, he's had the, the worst gimmicks. He had obviously he was with uh, Jason Jordan. It was just like okay, yeah, cool. Then he was Shorty G. Then you know, he was just Gable, I think. For well, yeah, he basically had a shit run of it, and then obviously he gets Is this. He's just it's Gable like... now. Has Vince <laughs> Crumper his name yet? <laughs> if he hasn't, he will do soon. Um, but yeah, he's a, he's he's the prime example of turning chicken shit to chicken salad. That guy, indeed. Mm. So yeah, tag team divisions, man. It's it's always fun. I feel like a WWE guy and I got a problem in the sense of like. Everyone's always going to compare like the golden age of their tag division being like the Dudley Boys and Edge and Christian and the Hardy Boys all in the company at the same time, and it's like you never get that golden age again, and maybe not. Like they're really tough acts to follow. Well, to be fair, in AW we've got the Hardy Boys, the Young Bucks, FTR, (laughs) Dudley Boys, (laughs) (laughs) amongst others. I mean, we've got Christian, Um, one half, one half. So. But I like to be fair, like AW have prioritised their tag team division. They've got countless number of tag teams, um, and all of them feel like tag teams, not just a random pairing. You know, you've got the lesser utilised um, private party, like Top Flight, are a thing again now because um, Darius Martin's backroom injury. So, you know, you've got loads of tag teams there that are available, and they're all really, really good. So it makes a difference. I think AW, right, just to wind up the audience. Could pair Christian and Jericho together for a little bit, and literally call them Legend Christian. <laughs> uh, that's entertainment. 
they know they know they piss people off with it. <laughs> uh, that's, anyway, that's that good. Uh, so tag team wrestling leaves a lot to be desired, but a little bit of tag team wrestling. While we're slightly skating <clears> on the topic, though, <throat> do you think we're ever going to get trios titles in AEW? They've teased it for a long time. Doesn't seem to ever happen. Do you think it needs to be there as well? I don't know if it needs to be there. I mean, you've got a lot of factions now, so it would make sense. I know Tony said it won't be a thing till Kenny comes back, which is weird in itself. Um, But okay. But obviously, you've got House of Black. They would be the ones that jump to mind of being like, okay, they should probably win it. But Mm. even in the other factions, you've got the Jericho Appreciation Society. You could have Danny Garcia and 2.0 or whatever they call themselves now. Um, You know. They could be involved. Um, you can't do Jurassic Express. I mean, you could. Christian is the new Marco Stunt. Weirdly, you can even have the Blackpool Combat Club now. True. Made it very clear that he's the new member, haven't he? So. Yeah. Um, got Death Triangle. Fuck him. Death Triangle. So, there are yeah, there's there's definitely, there's a few definitely enough teams, but are there enough teams to have matches frequently on the likes of Dynamite and Dark and, and things like I that. I think, this is the thing, I have no issue with the titles. I feel like if they try and make them something that you regularly defend, as stupid as this sounds, that makes it harder. But if they have titles and like those particular that particular faction has those titles for a while, you know, because mm. there are less trios, so you can't have them like a, a regularly defended thing. You know, yeah. we just have to live like, with the fact that they can hold them belts for a bit. You know, for me, the perfect holders of them belts should be Adam Cole and Red Dragon, because Red Dragon. Well, they, dropped, say, they got rid of the other day. I'm pissed off about it. It's Red Dragon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, someone referred to them as Red Dragon on Dynamite this week. I think it was. So I was like, it must be Red Dragon. Um, yeah, I, I but, don't care what they say. It's spelled <laughs> Red Dragon. Red Dragon. Um, it's the most Kyle O'Reilly shitty name ever, that isn't it? Re Dragon. Um, dragons. No dragons again. <laughs> we've re Dragon. Um, so yeah, like it would make sense to give the likes of Adam Cole and and them two uh, that kind of title. Because um, obviously Adam Cole, I would like to hope he's not going to beat Hangman Page. Therefore, where's he go next? So something like that. And then obviously you got the Elite, maybe the Young Bucks uh, turn face again with Kenny or something, and have like the that kind of thing, like, that could be the, the launch of the trios title, maybe that's why Tony says it's not going to happen until Kenny comes back, maybe that's the plan. <clears throat> Kenny's been the um, world champion for a bit, so maybe trios is going to be the way. Kenny's going to get one of them returns, isn't he? Like, I haven't felt his his absence, if that makes sense, but when he comes back, you're going to be like, I miss that guy, actually. Yeah. I think we will, to be fair. Um, even Don Callis, I miss a bit. Um, he was uh, just just the right level of asshole, wasn't he? He wasn't like Dan. <laughs> he wasn't like Dan Lambert, kind of like, oh, this is savage, but also really cringe at the same time. But he was just a guy who popped up, said stuff, and you were like, oh, god. And but, seriously, what is the relationship with Impact these days? No idea. Now you know, talk about tag team wrestling. I believe the Good Brothers uh, contracts are coming up soon for Impact. I do not want them in AEW. Nope. I want just to stay the fuck out of my AEW. I know people fucking love them or whatever for whatever reason. They are boring, man. They are dull. They they are right place at the right time, guys. I, I hate to say it, but they, they cottoned on to the right group and they're like, we're part of this really cool group. They're the boring ones in the really cool group. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they have the benefit of being mates with entertaining people. 
every group needs some guys to get pinned, and that's where the Good Brothers come in. Um, yeah, not a fan at all. Yeah, don't see it. Never have. Wait. They tried when they were in WWE. They tried. They tried to make them a tag team. They tried to be funny by themselves. It didn't work. They need no. people with charisma like AJ Styles or you know the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega or whomever is involved or around them. I get it. They're part of the Bullet Club, but they are not the entertaining part of it. No, like even that um, that thing they do on the side, that Talk and Shop Mania, whatever the fuck it's called, where they do their own little backyard wrestling things. It's like even that is is bad. It's like. <laughs> This yeah. weird. So we don't want the Good Brothers. That's what I'm saying. But trios titles, yeah, I could see yes. it. Um, is it needed? Probably not. If they had it, would it give the very bloated roster of talent stuff to do? Yes. So it could be a good thing. Yes. Quite. Indubitably. So next one I want to talk about, Carl, is uh, just because it's been blowing up on Twitter. It didn't merit being news. But um, Control Your Narrative seems to be having a bit of a fucking meh, right? Mm. Braun Strowman seems to be damaging his career a little bit. And generally, it's just like more because of social media. I've not seen an episode or whatever they call it of Control Your Narrative. Um, I think the name itself sounds like, uh, like they might as well call it a chip on your shoulder. Like, it just sounds so fucking like we have a problem with everyone around us, so we're going to do our own thing. Fine, I'll do my own promotion. Like, all right, bye. Um, but what do you make of firstly control your narrative? Have you heard or seen any of it? Do you do you read anything about the controversy around having Austin Aries or these these? I can't remember what he calls it now. This bit where you can you can all like pay to rant at a wrestler mm. or whatever. What do yeah. you make of the concept? <clears throat> I've seen all the stories. Like, firstly, Create Your Narrative is the shittest name ever for a wrestling promotion. I think it's um, oh, yeah, sorry. Control. See, it's that memorable. I don't even know what it is. Control Your they Narrative. They created um, their own narrative as well, let's be honest. <laughs> this is true. Um, but if they shorten it to CYN, maybe it could be a bit better. But to be fair to them, they've, they've started to assemble a roster of people who I didn't think that, you know, they would get the level of people that they've gotten, um, I suppose. So... Obviously, um, Adam Shear, the former Braun Strowman. They've got EC3. Um, there's another biggish name in there as well, whose name escapes me. Um, yeah, he's in there too. I don't think it was him. Um, they've also just signed Sarah Rowe as well. Um, that was a surprising one. Yeah. Um, so it is definitely interesting. Uh, it's definitely an alternative, if you will, but. Yeah, I just I don't think they've fully fleshed out what it is. Like they haven't fully controlled the narrative. You know what I mean? Um, it's ironic that really. Because I feel like I don't know what it is with EC3. Right? He's clearly a talented guy, but he's the one who like when I made that reference about having a chip on your shoulder. Like he's the one who just, he just feels like he's in a mood. Like mm. like this whole thing doesn't feel like let's start our promotion. It feels like let's prove a point. And it's like just relax, man. Yeah. You know? Is that just me, or does it just feel like he's just like? trying to, like, sh- I'll show them. It just feels a little bit like that. So he's basically going down the Cody Rhodes route, isn't he? That's what Cody did when it was AEW. I'm going to get I'm gonna get one over a new WWE. So basically, EC3 is going back to WWE in a couple of, you know, you a year it, or two. Here he is first. He's going to come for that title, that main title that he should have go. always got. Probably going to fight Cody for it. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's, like, I'm, I'm all for having more promotions because it's more places for wrestlers to apply the trade, make a living. It's all good stuff. Um, 
Now, politically, I couldn't really give a fuck at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter what your political preferences are. Um, so, obviously, they're apparently very heavily Republican now, or whatever. You say fact. that. You say that. But they've basically introduced this element of, like, I can't remember what he called it now, but essentially, it, it, uh, according to EC3, it started out as a space where it was really just going to be him and people could pay to, like, he would just sit there and listen to what anyone wanted, a direct interaction with the audience, listen to whatever they wanted to say, whatever rant they wanted to have. And then, as I understand it, they signed Austin Aries and people wanted to speak to Austin. They wanted to directly talk to Austin about some of the issues they had with him and stuff like that. And he said to Austin, do you want to do it? He was like, yeah, sound. So then, again, it got to this back and forth. And the idea, which is an admirable one, was that it wasn't like, let's rant at Austin Aries or let Austin Aries talk shit back. It was to open up a conversation and to allow direct interaction with the audience. What do you make of this 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 concept and this space he's offering where you can pay, as a fan, you can pay to talk to them about whatever? Um, I mean, it's like a modified version of Cameo, essentially, isn't it? It's instead of having a little greeting from you know one of your favourite wrestlers or whatever, you get to sit there and have a little video chat with them. And, you know, I think, I think they're all aware that a lot of people will do this stuff to just talk smack at them and things. So I think they're very much aware of that. But would you think, like, because they make it sound very, like, they make the whole thing sound very grassroots and, like, you know, we'll, we'll have that, you know, it's like, it's free form, we'll, we'll talk. Do you think that there is a measure of control or there needs to be a measure of control? Because this is where it could get very political and you could say something that could get you fucking cancelled. You know, like, do you... Do you think that they either discreetly have a level of controlling or need a level of controlling? Like, I get it, you can have a, a, an open conversation, but that could lead to a lot of, like, worrying places. I mean, you know, it depends on the manager, doesn't media, it? You know? Um, you know, if is it recorded and stuff like that, or is it just a you can chat to them and it's just like a video chat that can't be recorded? Things, I, I don't think. even know, I, like, because I, I've not seen any of CYN, so I don't even know if it's a video chat or if it's live. Is it a live okay. space? Who knows? Um, oh, yeah, it's easy. it's it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you know, I'd like to think if we offered that, we wouldn't really cause much offence or well, the, the I, likelihood I, I, of I us getting cancelled. <laughs> well, when when I refer to it, I'm looking at like people like Austin Aries, who has on Twitter quite happily voices opinion, which is. Um, controversial let's say at times and again he shouldn't be silenced because of that but at the same time you go well if he gets into an argument with a fan and that goes a bit you know visceral let's say is that something that they go well look you know draw back be careful what you say are, are they going to end up controlling their narrative uh, in that sense you know yeah maybe it's the perfect name for them as a company because it allows them to do all this crazy shit, and then if they get backlash for it, they can just be like, well, we're controlling our narrative and choosing not to listen to it. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. At the end of the day, people are paying... Like, the, the type of person who wants to pay money to speak to Austin Aries about anything and everything is likely doing so to have a very potentially uncomfortable conversation. Um, so I think they're going in there fully knowing this, so... It depends whether or not you know it can be recorded and things like that. But I think as a concept, it's it's, it's a good idea. It's a different level of fan interaction. I mean, do we charge something like what is it like five hundred dollars for a minute 
for you to basically say hi Insane. and ask them a question. Um, yeah. It's like, well, okay, if you... But they're really generous. You can you can buy multiple minutes and compile them all together. Yeah. So you can spend 10 like... grand and speak to them for like <laughs> half an hour if you want to. Oh, no, no, no. It's like you can... Uh... You can get three minutes maximum or something, I think, you know, for the the, the cheap fee of, like, fucking $2,000. Um, but, yeah, I just think, I don't know, fair play to them for having something set up like that, but it does leave yeah, them yeah. open, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And this is where you go, well, like, it doesn't need to be political and it doesn't matter what, what side of the fence they're on in terms of the, you know, the politics, but... I suppose when you're opening up that that conversation with the fans, the the politics are kind of going to bleed into it, sadly. Yeah, I mean it's it's natural, and it you can't prepare yourself for whatever someone's going to ask you or say to you. So there's a certain amount of risk that you, you know, you take on when you enable such a feature. So yeah, I think it depends on what the backlash comes from that in terms of mm. is it stuff that people can share a video afterwards and be like, yeah, here's proof that. Braun Strowman said he's a Nazi, you know what I mean, <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah. um, but speaking of Braun and speaking of the truth, uh, did you see the recent, um, uh, recent as yesterday, I think, the spat between him and Buff Bagwell, which ended rather quickly and surprisingly amicably? Yeah, I saw a bit of it yesterday. So essentially, um, I don't really know how it all started, though. So Buff Bagwell... It was, a, it was a joke, and it wasn't a very like well-thought-out joke, and he was just sort of having a, a laugh. I'm going to paraphrase because I can't be asked find it, actually. But Buff Bagwell said something along the lines of like, uh, I've, I've just been signed to control your narrative. And I was like, oh no, sorry, it turns out it was just gas. And it's like, okay. Like, ha ha ha. You know, not the best joke in the world, Buff, if I'm honest. And I'm not having a pop, I'm just saying. Uh, but like, Adam Shea came at him like quite aggressively over it. And um, it turns out Buff didn't know Adam was part of it. <laughs> but was yeah. like, you know, fair enough, didn't know you were part of it, but, uh, you know, you're getting upset about it, and he he come at him, like, was saying about, like, oh, you know, like, um, like in response to, like, not realising your silence, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, you, like, you, like, yeah, you know, you really wanted to get a picture with me or whatever, so, you know, like, clearly he is a big deal or something, and Buff was like, I, I liked Buff's response to this because he was saying about I try desperately trying to get a picture with Adam and he's like, "Oh, my agent told me to get pictures with uh, with any fans." Like, blah blah blah. <laughs> like, to sort of flip the script on him, which I thought was quite funny. Um, but then, yeah, it just kind of got into this whole spat of like, you know, Adam was sort of like coming at him over his um, his the problems he's had, his drink problems, and all this kind of stuff. But then Buff very quickly, uh, I think a fan actually provided it to Buff. But he uh, he pointed out that uh, Adam's also been done for being in control of a boat while under the influence, and yeah. it just turned into this little, right little spat between the two of them, and then it just randomly ended with Adam Shea being like, you know, we shouldn't be against each other, you know, and he just kind of was like, yeah, fair enough, you know, just let's be in it together, brother, kind of thing, and it's like because uh, even Ad, Ad, to be fair to Adam Shea, he was big enough man to say like, all right, I'll accept that you didn't, you didn't know I was part of it, but at the same time, we shouldn't be trying to tear you know, other other people, other promotions or other wrestlers down and Buff agreed and they kind of end end ways that way. But yeah, it was a weird little spat for a sec there. Yeah. Um I'm actually surprised, I'm pleasantly surprised that it ended as amicably as it did. I think um, you know, it doesn't need to turn into a massive fucking Twitter beef where you 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 form like, you know, fucking feuds for life and stuff like that. I think at the end of the day, Adam Share is obviously all in no pun intended, with controlling your narrative. Buff Bagwell took a shot at it. He's very protective of the thing that he very much believes in, it seems. So was a bit offended by that and decided to, you know, 
been in, in poor taste to bring up Buff's previous, you know, issues and problems. To which Buff was like, "Well, okay, you've had similar problems yourself, mate." So Braun's gone. Do you know what? I probably shouldn't have done that. At the same time, you shouldn't be doing this. That's just squashing. Surprisingly so. mature response to it. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And as <clears> surprisingly <throat> mature because I, another recent thing I saw on Twitter with uh, with Adam was uh, somebody said to him about control your narrative is is based. Which turns um, <laughs> out is a good thing. Like, and he was I'm, fuming I'm with, the, with the young speak. And his response was like, Yeah, I based your mum's back or something like that. And it's like, Yeah. The guy <laughs> I saying, I, it was a compliment, Adam. Like, yeah. I was saying it was a good thing. And it's like, I, he just like fired back so aggressively, not realizing that it was a compliment. Because I wouldn't have either. I don't I don't know what based is. Like, can we just say something's good or cool? We're old. We're old now. But don't do uh, this kind of yeah, a that's talk. He engaged very quickly, and it's like, relax. Yeah. I suppose that speaks volumes itself, though, in terms of the amount of flack that Control Your Narrative probably gets, where anytime anyone says anything about it, it's probably negative. So. Well, that's, that's the funny thing. Like His assumption straight out the gate was, it's an insult. Yeah. So he's obviously defensive of something he's he's putting a lot of time and effort into, um, and some people are loving it, and he just wants to pay him a, a genuine compliment and got that kind of response. <laughs> you go, well, exactly. Relax, dude. Yeah, I think uh, um, at the end of the day, just if you don't like it, don't watch it, right? Like I don't, I, I've I've never understood this whole thing about like, oh well, you know, I feel this way about it, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna bash it for for you know every opportunity I can get. It's like fine. There's a million TV shows out there that I yeah, Anthony. Um, <laughs> there's a million TV shows out there that I don't like, but I don't then go on Twitter and go this TV show is awful. I just don't watch the show, right? That's the thing. And whilst we moan about WWE, we don't dislike. WWE, we don't dislike AEW. We love wrestling, and we get frustrated with certain things, and we talk about those things. But um, that's not a dislike. We wouldn't no. be sat here going, like, do you know what? I really hate Big Brother, but I'm going to watch it every week and complain <laughs> about it. I just don't watch it. It's that yeah. easy. So you're right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that being said, what I find interesting with things like Control Your Narrative is, I've not watched it. Like we're we're talking about what we understand of it right now, and some of it might have been off base, and some of it might have not been accurate, and someone might want to correct us on that. But I've not watched it, and the question is, what does a come a new company, a fresh company like this, that are trying to do something different, what do they do to draw you in? Like because I'm getting to a point that I'm like I'm gonna have to check it out, but then it's like we watch an awful lot of wrestling, particularly you and me, Carl. So it's like, what, what, what would be enough to make you go? You know what? I need to check this out. Like, I need, to, I need to prioritize this amongst all the wrestling I watch. I need to prioritize this now. What would yeah. they do? Who would they sign to draw you in? Bray Wyatt. I like it. So Bray, <laughs> if Wyndham rocked up on Control Your Narrative, obviously uh, friends with Adam, quite close friends with Adam, uh, and Eric Redbeard on there. So if he rocked up on Control United, if that's what would make you go right, I'm gonna to have to check this out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first, Ray Wyatt signing with. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be the thumbnail. That's what we do. Um, <laughs> what we do. But no, it's um, it's one of them. Like to your point, it's a it's a fantastic time for wrestling fans right now. There's never been as much choice and as much high quality choice as well of so much things choice. to watch and. You know, it's one of those. I would watch NWA a lot more if I had the time. I would watch Impact more if I had the time as well. We prioritise our two favourite shows. Mm. And that's a lot of TV time. 
yeah, it's um, it is a struggle. <laughs> like it genuinely is. Like obviously, we don't do this as our full time job. So I think a lot of people like look at like podcasts and stuff and think this is all they do. Like yeah. this is literally thing, just. Like, we 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 are in a pool of many 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 wrestling podcasts and like some of them it is their full time job. I'll, like ones I watch or regularly being like Cultaholic and people like that who I I there was a time when I watched Cultaholic to keep up on what was happening in wrestling Ooh. and I appreciate that that is their day job and they watch every ounce of wrestling and they condense it and they do shows about it I, I would love that to be my job in all fairness you know you're Cultaholic if you're listening <laughs> I'm going to ditch you Carl I don't care whoa um, heel turn right Carl. there Sign Carl and not me, and then I'm here by myself. Like oh. I'm gonna fucking control your narrative in a minute. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> fucking cuntaholic right there. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So think people like cuntaholic. Like I'd love to be like I'd love for us to be in a position where like that's that's our day job, and I totally admire what they do. But like you say, we we just we can't we, we haven't got that sort of time to put into every show which is is a real shame because there's some really talented people out there some really awesome things going on out there that we just haven't got around to no and it's um, not even the type of thing you can catch up on like it's kind of dated stuff isn't it it's like well that happened two years ago so I'm kind of not going to go and watch that now you know yeah. but, we need um, there's a guy and I wish I could credit him maybe, maybe you know um, who it is but someone who puts on like YouTube it's like literally Raw in five minutes or something, and it is literally it's five minutes long every week, and it is. I don't just, know that, but I like the idea. It is literally just a fucking recap of just. Better to you, dude. Yeah, that, that's a really good way. A like, really good concept. If somebody did that for like NWA and Impact, it was like here's the top talking points, um, or like here's the stuff to check out. That would be so helpful. Um, but yeah, Indeed. time is money. Time is money. Yes, it is. Speaking of time, has everyone had a good time? Everyone had a good time. We all having a good time. We have one on more time. Whiskey go, and wrestling. No, we don't. We do. I don't care. I don't care if you want to go to bed. We need to talk right. about for the love of wrestling too, which we will be attending. Oh yeah! Can't wait for this. Even show. more for the love of wrestling here than the last one. That's a word. <laughs> uh, this is going to be so. We good. had the we had the privilege of speaking to to Jay from the, for, for the love of wrestling. We got an idea, a bit of an insight on what's going to be expected. We sadly didn't go to the first one. I fucking wish we did. Undertaker was there. Uh, but this is proudly the biggest wrestling convention in Europe. It is, by all accounts, very well organised. And there are many, many people going, Carl, that we really want to see. So, I, are you hyped? I am very hyped. I actually, if you would have told, like, 12-year-old Carl that, like, oh, by the way, you're going to honestly meet... Is this like, current me approaching twelve year old Carl? Because I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'd probably like that would come across really weird. Yeah, we really would actually. Hey, twelve year old Carl, do you want to watch a wrestling show? <laughs> nah, it's, it's it's not happening. Where is it? Um, I don't <laughs> it's know what. In the bed. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Mickey Mouse when I'm twelve, but still. Um, but oh boy! Yeah. <laughs> oh hi everybody! <laughs> Welcome to the Father Love of Wrestling. Um. Like, you know what, get out the van. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I think if you would have told me, like, as a kid, oh, by the way, you're going to meet the likes of Kurt Angle, Trish Stratus, Mickey James, um, the New Age Outlaws, 
fucking Ted DiBiase, IRS. You know what I mean? Like people from like Basically, staple of our a better kind of... place now to meet them. Twelve year old Carl would have only really cared about Trish Stratus and Mickey James, I'll be honest True. with you. Tory Wilson as well. <laughs> Victoria. Um so meeting all of them. And then obviously on top of that, we've got more recent uh, peeps as well, like MJF. Can't fucking wait to be abused by that guy. Um, <laughs> can't wait. Uh, we've got, obviously, Adam Shear, that we just spoke about, Braun Strowman. Bray Wyatt, we just spoke about. Um, so, yeah, there's... Uh, yeah. And, of course, I mean, people that we've come to love... I, I know you loved um, a lot of them already, but people we've come to love from the podcast, like the likes of Lanny Poffo oh, and Lanny. George Smith. Like, Indeed. Lanny, I'll, I'll be big enough to admit, like, you knew a lot of, like, the genius and leaving Lanny. I I was aware of the genius, but I, I, that wasn't really my era of wrestling. But, I, like, I saw want to meet Lanny just because of how much of an awesome guy he was when we chatted to him. And he's just yeah. such such, um, such a funny guy, such a great guy. Uh, and, like, yeah, I just I can't wait to meet him just on, on the back of our podcast. Uh, similar with Georgia. <laughs> Obviously, her dad, absolute legend, but she's an absolute sweetheart. Can't wait to meet her as well, you know. So, yeah. there's, like, there's things that have come from the podcast. That I'm like, I can't wait for that. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like, Mickey James as well. Um, like, I, I mean, she does that many that she won't remember us, but it's uh, yeah. obviously just. She's, I mean, I think she's like, she's sweet enough that she'll probably pretend she does. Yeah, of course she will. I'll be like, that's me. I got the number of titles that you won wrong. Remember? Remember me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course I do. Steve, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I would go along with it. It is Steve. Uh, Call me whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, her husband Nick Aldis is going to be there as well. So, thanks, Nick. Fun ruined. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> but no, it's um, and I'm sure there's people Nick, that we're meeting. Local, well, sort of local lad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure there's people that we're missing off as well that um, but we're going to be meeting, but. It's a there's, there's so many. It's going to be such a oh Jr. Can you imagine Jr. Um, oh my God, there's going to be so many cool people. That's just going to be so like, surreal to listen. Jr. Where do we get your barbecue sauce in the UK? That's the question. Exactly. Come on, we'll sell it for you. I want to sit down with my uh, broken skull IPA and some barbecue sauce, and I can't get either of those things. Exactly. It's fucked up, that, isn't it? Really. To be fair, like, if you didn't bring a suitcase full of your barbecue sauce, Jr., I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to try and get that. Definitely. But no, it's going to be a super fun day. Obviously, we've got all them photo ops uh, with all of them, so we get to meet them, which is amazing. We've got all the different stalls and things like that um, to just Fire see Fire experience. Fire We've got Q and A's. Yeah, different sets. Fire Five Fun House uh, Spanish announce table. Um, Definitely got to get on the announce table. Loads of shit there. Um, and then obviously we get a free wrestling show included. Eric Redbeard's going to be wrestling on it, as well as potentially others from the lineup. Um, potentially might see, others. Might even see Lizzie there. That'd be good. Um, Is Lizzie going? I don't know, um, but it's she has worked with the Future Shock before. Ah, it's a little cool. but she's so, signed to WWE now, dude. Well, she might have some independent Not that easy anymore. She's still, uh, that she's still, you know, using using up. I don't really know. Uh, so yeah who knows but all that included as well and then depending on how we feel we might go to the after party as well but yeah hey, party like an after party indeed but it's going to be a fun filled day and I can't wait to just be there soak it all in and hopefully see some you know people that we recognise from the social media world I know obviously well, we chat with a couple who are going aren't we so um, that'd be it'd be cool to run into some fellow social medias yeah 
people. Yeah, I'm sure we have a better term for us, but if anybody, not that you know, we're that big that anyone's going to be listening to this right now and go, "Oh, I absolutely will." But if anyone's listening to this right now and sees us at the event, then definitely say hi because we are two just normal, approachable guys, and we'll just be like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> approachable guys we're not we're not, not going to be like we're bigger than you we're going to have like this yeah. we're just like you <laughs> like you little insignificant people that's us um, a kid of course <laughs> but, um, yeah it's going to be cool like obviously um, we don't we, this is only the second convention that we've really done um, we did Wales Comic Con and that wasn't really wrestling focused um, no. as such but there was wrestlers there and we did get that's chatting terrible. to a couple of people yeah. in the cues and stuff and you know me and Anthony are quite introverted anyway you might be listening to us going you guys are podcast hosts that makes no sense but we are naturally quite it's a introverted. topic we got onto with with Jay at the time though that like some of it is the interaction with fellow fans because we're all there for the same reason you know yeah it's a, it's a point you've made before um as well which has always kind of stuck with me of like um you know you go through the trials and tribulations of like primary school and high school and you get to college and it's like hang on a minute We've all, we've all share a fucking interest because we've all chosen what course we want to do, and it's the yeah. same when you get to university and things like that. So imagine yeah. being in a but full, unlike high school <laughs> where they go right, you're all hormonal, and we're gonna lock you in a cage. Uh, that sounds really extreme, but like <laughs> you didn't school, go to our high school. I don't know, if, I, I, like American listeners, right? I don't know if you got this with your high schools. It doesn't look it from what we see on TV. We had like a big fence around our high schools because they didn't want you like leaving. So. Yeah, basically, they lock you all in there, and you're all hormonal, and no one really likes each other. That's pretty much high school, right? And pretty then um, nothing yeah, in common, like, say, and you're all just sat there in PE or French, looking at each other, going, "This is shit." Yeah. But I, was like, I, I don't even, I don't like French. Why am I here? Exactly. Right? And then but, yeah, suddenly you get a little bit of freedom, and you get to actually study something you want in college, which is awesome. So. Exactly. So the point Jay was making was obviously there's like how many was it? I keep I keep making this number up. It's like it's thousands of people. I think seventy five thousand in attendance. <laughs> One million people are going to be there. Um, but it's you know it's a place that is solely about wrestling. It's a wrestling convention. So everybody who's there has at least one thing in common that you like wrestling. So I'm looking forward to just you know chatting to anybody and everybody. Like I think I, I'd like to make more of like. Um, just seeing people in the cosplays and things and even just getting pictures with them and stuff and just being a bit more outgoing um, than we were with Wales. Like Wales was a bit like, it was our first con and it was quite a drive and stuff, you know, for you in the morning. Um, Anthony as well, it was just very much, we were like there and we were just like, oof, okay. We just got I'm some not a morning person, just FYI, I guess. <laughs> Carl, Carl had a lot of fun that drive. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was, uh, yeah, singing Barbie Girl at the top of my lungs. It was fun, I had fun. Um, <laughs> but yeah I think uh, definitely going to try and make more effort to just you know see people speak to people see people in their cosplays um, at the end of the day everybody it's a bunch of like-minded people who are all at a convention because you know we enjoy the world of wrestling we, we won't be cosplaying just so you know no we're going to cosplay as Carl and Anthony from the 80k wrestling show oh you're obviously going to go as the masterpiece I'm not I'm not <laughs> you could though I kid, you I could kid. Kid. definitely could um, so yeah so another fun filled episode of Whiskey and Wrestling um, and yeah hopefully we'll see some of you at Fall of Love Wrestling I think it's going to be a fantastic day um, we're there on the Saturday so very excited for that and uh, yeah that's it we did it volume 5 volume 5
Which is a pretty low volume for whiskey, really. Um, but, you know, it's what it is. Yes. Well, it's slowly getting up there. <laughs> that Maybe we should connect that, like, keep getting different strengths of whiskey. So when we get to volume six, right, we do, like, 6% volume whiskey and keep going. <laughs> well, I mean, a standard whiskey is 40%, so... I'm sure maybe. we can find some weakest pitch whiskey. Easy breeze. And we keep building it up from there. Yeah. Or it could be. Volume, the amount of volume 100, it's really going to kill us. It could be the amount of bottles we consume. Ah, I like it. Yeah, I like it, yeah. Yeah, we'll start with volume... Start next time, volume six. Six volumes. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for sticking around through all the mental conversations that we just had that were just based off absolutely nothing. Um, but, yeah, so... We will be back next week. We will be talking backlash predictions, very early backlash predictions, because after that... Somebody's travelling. Hopefully... Covid pending. Um, hopefully. Covid pending. <laughs> yeah, I, I probably yeah I probably shouldn't <laughs> phrase it like that. I don't COVID want willing. the thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Negative test pending. Um, then I won't be here for the subsequent two weeks after next week. So, yeah, the show negative. will be going on a break, just like Ross on and Rachel. hiatus. Um, but yeah, until next week, which will be our final show for them. You know until weeks down the line you should have made more drama out of it you should next week you should have just quit and then we leave him in suspense you know? <laughs> oh no I'm already last you know, week you know I'll me I'll quit the band <laughs> now we're back together um, misunderstanding he didn't understand <laughs> anybody who knows me knows that I am a very prepared person so I'm already there with the graphics nice we'll be back soon I'm surprised you do like a gone fishing kind of thing. <laughs> well, I thought about that. I, I, like originally, I'd gone to lunch, and I was like, "That doesn't make sense." Um, so that's what we ended up with. But yeah, so we will be back next week um, for our final week before my vacation. Fingers crossed. Um, and then when I'm back from vacation, we'll fill you in on everything that happened before the Love of Wrestling. That's going to be right. exciting and fun-filled for all. Um, so until next week. Here is Bye. the video on For the Love of Wrestling. Bye. For Love of Wrestling, Europe's largest wrestling convention, returns to the Exhibition Centre in Liverpool on the 23rd and 24th of April. Guests this year include Diva of the Decade, Trish Stratus, The Wrestling God, JBL, The Dudley Boys, Tori Wilson, and just announced MJF from AEW. We will also be doing a Wyatt family reunion as we welcome Eric Rowan, the man formerly known as Braun Strowman, and indeed the fiend Bray Wyatt. Also just announced is the man, the legend, the icon, Sting. And of course, your Olympic gold medalist, Kurt Angle. This and many, many, many more guests, as well as prop builds, Q&As with all of the wrestlers and some of the biggest wrestling collections in the world on display from our exhibitors. Get your tickets at forloveofwrestling.co.uk or search Facebook or Twitter for For the Love of Wrestling. For the Love of Wrestling, Europe's biggest wrestling convention, returns to Liverpool the 23rd and the 24th of April. Hey, everybody. 
This is Thunder Rosa, and you're watching or listening A to the K. 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 A to the K.